connecting to the real nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account, at Real Nerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that, too, realnerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. Hi, this is Jonathan Tiersten from The Perfect House and Sleepaway Camp, and you are listening to The Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast at Denver Comic-Con 2018 and beyond. Hey, that's what I did. And a proud member of the Denver Podcast Network. Great job launching it last night, guys. Thank you. I watched the two-minute video that Brooks shot. (laughs) (laughs) And by looks of the crowd, it looks like it was podcasters and Brooks. So, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's about right. So we were the only ones with fans. Yay. Yeah, yes, I we are the Real Nerds Podcast, Denver's premier movie podcast. Whoa. Whoa. Every week we go we... see a new movie, we podcast our experience to the world. Did we just upgrade? This week we saw Blade Runner 2049. Oh, yeah, we did. Stay tuned to the end of the show where we tell you if you should see the movie or not. Play the trailer and then spoil the hell out of the movie. As always, I'm Ryan. With me is James and Zach and Brad. Welcome. I feel like I almost forgot who I was for a second. I feel like I forgot what movie we saw. Like that was like three days ago. You told everyone yesterday that you were Ryan. That's no. true. Oh, no, you told Weinstein. everyone yesterday you were I Harvey did. Weinstein. You yeah. told me you were Harvey Weinstein. That's yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, and that joke did not play well. I got one laugh from the girl from the pizza podcast. I think so she thought like, you might have been Harvey Weinstein. Is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, she's, oh. she's like, oh, he's not going to sexually assault me or abuse me, is he? <laughs> she's tugging oh, on her man. husband's shoulder. We gotta go. <laughs> I need you to get me out of here. I read what Rose McCowan said. Shakespeare in Love will be the best movie of the year. That's my horrible Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. Strong, strong arming people into it's making... More like Wallace Shawn. <laughs> yeah, I really hate how forcibly you like pushed those two fingers out as well. <laughs> like, that, was re- that made me uncomfortable. Uh, two in the pink, one in the stink. Oh. oh. Sorry, Carol. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, we also <laughs> talk about uh, movies we've been watching, stuff that's coming out. On Blu-ray, movie news, bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, James! Thanks. Yeah, you're the big uh, three zero. Shut up. Yeah, I am. I gotta start becoming an adult now. It's really uncomfortable. Just uh, now, huh? <laughs> yep. This thirty-five year old says you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me, bro. Thirty-six. Uh, I, sp- I bought a Sphero Spider-Man. Why? Because oh, I wanted man. to. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think you only know who I answer to? Nobody. I do what I want, when I want, mm-hmm. anytime I want. I chicken in bed. Mm-hmm. And I, that, I think that's my idea. After of what midnight. Yeah, after mm-hmm. midnight. 
Um, everything after midnight. Yeah, and <laughs> I have. I you know what? I own a box of ice cream sandwiches. I eat them whenever the fuck I want. I'm an adult. So what are you doing first, Ryan? Oh, how's your week been? Good. Busy. Good. Yeah. Long. Yeah. I asked my question first. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. Brad, how was your week? Oh, I mean, I didn't really do anything. <laughs> I mean, thanks, I would, thanks, for, I would, thanks for asking. I would ask, tell people they should go see you on Wednesday, but that you haven't put up last week's episode telling people to see <laughs> you on Wednesday, so yeah. I don't know if this week's episode is going to be up in enough time. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> but let's go ahead and This will probably anyways. be up on Friday, so you'll be three days late to my peak film form screening of a bunch of my 40-hour films at 6 to 9 at the peak, or the peak Pikes Week Library. It's so you cool. showing each one, then doing a Q&A, then showing the next one, then doing a Q&A, or blocking them all together? I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen the schedule yet, but I just, I just, they just asked me to send like stuff I want to show. But aren't you in charge of your own schedule there? No. No, it's what? a celebration of him. He yeah. doesn't have to work. I sent them the films, like the ones I was like, yeah, show these. I'm proud of these. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> they all, they're going to arrange them, and like Ralph is going to direct the... Okay. There's a moderator, so oh, it's not wow. me that's like... I'm not up there like Steve Jobs, like giving a, Why not? a you, TED talk. Dude, you should so wear a neck. I'm fucking great. Yeah. Here's my movies. Why and just make great. some fake like prop with the microphone like coming down yep. to here? <laughs> I've been watching Catch and Fire all weeks or Halt and Catch Fire. So uh, that's like... <laughs> I've just been watching and rewatching Catching, Catching, Catching Fire, Fire all week. <laughs> it's so disappointing. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, it's great. Uh, so I'm just like, yeah. in the mindset of like. Uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name right now. Joe? Joe McMillan, yeah. Yeah. Why does he have to be the black guy? He's not black. He's, not black. he's Lee Pace. Blank. <laughs> There's only one black guy in this show, and I think he's... Because oh, yeah. uh, like it's the, the 80s guy. and it's technology, yeah, so there weren't yeah. any. No, there was the one guy who's like the, the industrial designer who yeah. he had a relationship with, mm-hmm. who's the uh, uh, President Palmer's brother from 24. Nice. So, yeah. I love me some David Palmer. You should have showed like uh, like one of your old old movies, like like you know something that that maybe you're not proud of now, but like was a very Look early where film I of came yours. From. Yeah, because then it'd be like, hey, let me just hit the bar. So I started here, <laughs> and it was shit. <laughs> and now, mm, actually, the first thing we ever did is great. So, <laughs> well, the a Pikachu video. That is pretty great. <laughs> There you go. See, but then people would be like, "Oh, see, you just gotta get started." And even if you don't think it's great, you get, you just keep working keep until working you make something it. good. You gotta make like 150 videos since then, and yeah, next thing you know, get there. I um, have my Star Wars tickets. I just want the whole internet to to know that. More time. Me too. Uh, 9 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Brad got some Star Wars tickets too. One of the ones I bought will probably go to Zach, so he's got one. Uh, two of them will go to me, so me and my two wife of them will go them. to you. I got f- I got fourteen tickets, so I got a lot of tickets to get rid of. And there's three glasses to choose from this time. And I get one. <laughs> you you just might because I got one of each. Nice. There's a there's a light side, a dark side, and a porg glass. Porgs are the Please little. Don't tell me it's the porg. <laughs> <laughs> you might get the porg glass. That's all right. Um, I'm just gonna bring a Dixie buy my cup own and glass. draw Star Wars on it. My guy's yeah. freaking out when Spider-Man: Homecoming came out. I'm like, am I gonna be able to get a glass? And they had some left still. Criswell predicts that the porgs are actually gonna be really fun and adorable, and I'm gonna want one. And just not saying. Generations Ewoks. I don't think awesome. Be there's the like a scene where they're all like in a a room, and it's close to the end, and the door like slides open. It's Kylo Ren. And you just see, like, the lightsaber go, <laughs> and then the next scene is just a bunch of porgs cut no, in half. <laughs> no, it's going to be a complete reshoot of the of the younglings sequence. That's what I was going yeah. for. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did say that- You don't understand my power. 
I did say that if in that scene where the Porg is sitting on the like on the 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 front of the Millennium Falcon and and Chewie's behind him, if Chewie reaches forward, grabs the Porg and bites its head off, I will without a doubt make it my number one film of the year. They're the snacks of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> no, I do. So I keep seeing these articles talking about Porgs being like lunch or like foods. Instead I of a think, bag of Cheetos, it's a Porg. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think porgs are like somebody's meal, <laughs> and, that, and that's actually a joke in the movie. Um, it's the most adorable food I've ever seen, man. Yeah, I'm just saying, if he bites a head off of that fucking adorable thing, Dude, I'd I be that, so happy. I think it's so cute when my little boy eats. I don't know why. <laughs> like, it's just, he has like a chicken finger, and he's eating and being a good boy. It's his he's fixing whatever giant. he needs to be fixed in your house. <laughs> I was watching uh, this review of like all the King Kong films ever. I've never seen the 70s King Kong. Mm-hmm. There's never a moment... Out. Where he like inhales and puffs up his cheeks and he looks so silly and then he sexily blows on Jessica Lang. I think I need to see that movie now. That's the most he's ridiculous, never seen stupid oh, he's never shit. Seen it before. No. Ooh. Yeah. I, I would. I, I was avoided it because I thought it was a bad idea. It is. I, <laughs> I avoided it and until like a certain point, and then when I saw it, I was like, I think I'm glad I watched that from like a visual effects perspective. But well, there's a part uh, where. Kong is on top of the Twin Towers. Bad idea. And he's there, and it shows close-up of his face going, Rah! but behind him, it's like projected film, and it looks awful. Yeah. Uh, but, yep. like, yeah. It's got Jeff Bridges in it. Not that that helps. <laughs> yeah. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's not as cool as going around town with Brad. Oh, I do. Uh, at the Esquire this weekend is Halloween, the original. Yeah, seen it. I haven't seen it again. Well, you never seen it? No. Oh, Ooh. it's 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 really cool. It's a film I yeah. appreciate. I, I, I've heard. Yeah, a lot of people like it. I got some weekend plans <laughs> involve me kidnapping Brad. <laughs> and then at uh, the drive-in, they've changed it up to Ninjago, the Lego Ninjago movie, and Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and closing with it. Whoa! Uh, that's like a, eight hours. That's a whiplash. Yeah, you get out of there at what five a.m. Oh yeah, Probably. two of, two of those movies are way over two and a, two hours long. Like, holy shit! But I haven't seen Lego Ninjago yet, so I might do that. <laughs> then I can sit through Blade Runner again, which and, may or not be great. And sleep <laughs> and sleep at through this it. Point. <laughs> yep, and yeah, sleep through it exactly. Uh, yeah, and then um, this Sunday is the Denver Animated Pixel Show at the Bug. Uh, 7 p.m., another round of uh, animated films from the local Denver filmmakers, and oh, there's cool. going to be two from me in there. Sweet. Nice. So, yep. Any preview of which out. ones? Uh, the, uh, the the Meowed Manx parody and the Starcats parody. Great. Nice. So, yep. And I think that's like 10 bucks for... There's two blocks. There's a 6 and an 8 p.m. Cool. And I think it's... 10 for one or 25 for both so come check that out cool that's what's going on around town nice we also see <laughs> movies at the alamo draft house well i do i don't know about you guys hello hi i'm kevin smith hi i'm leonard malton hi i'm mark hamill hi i'm elijah wood this is seth rogan i'm christopher mitz Bloss. i'm Lone star welcome to the alamo draft house my wife wanted to go see blade runner isn't that weird? No. Did you tell her no. 
Well, no, I mean, like, <laughs> you know my wife. I believe I watched Blade Runner with her in college. Yeah, but, like, it doesn't seem like a movie she'd like. Um, Did she like Ryan Gosling? It's super heady and pretty pretentious, and there's a lot of just, like, dark, moody shit. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, and she's like, I really like dystopia. I was like, all right, well. It shocked me that she wanted to go see yeah. this movie. Yeah, especially because, like, she, she scoffed when I said Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep your Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, at the uh, Alamo, the Adams Family movie party. Cool. The Fifth Element beer dinner. Cool. Video Vortex presents Haunted Ween, mm-hmm. which is a really weird trailer before. Is that, a, is that about a scary child who's trying to learn to use a toilet? <laughs> no, it's like, <laughs> it's like these kids laughing Thank at you. this dude getting his head what? chopped off. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a Ghostbusters movie party. Cool. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design presents Back to the Future Two. Isn't that your alma mater with a new name? No, that's uh the other art. Oh, that's college. that's Ram Cad. Art, yeah, Ram CAD. Rocky Mountain College of Art and Design. Uh, I bought tickets to that show, and then Ralph programmed the peak film form over it. So, <laughs> <laughs> can you return a ticket? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, at the Alamo? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I shouldn't online. say it too much. But yeah, you totally can. Just call them. It's fine. Okay. Or if you're at the theater, you can you can refund it. Because mm-hmm. all the time, I mean, I do like I just did where I buy like, I don't know, 14 tickets. Because I'm pretty sure I can give them all away. And then, you know, I get there and somebody drops out the last minute or something. So they're they're always really, really good about it. <laughs> That's why the Alamo is the best place to see movies. You can also see Get Out again. Yeah, cool. That's part of their Halloween yeah. programming. Yeah. Mile High Movie Rose presents Pet Cemetery. Hmm? Is that movie good? No. Okay. Uh, soundtrack Trivia Tuesday with Brett Saunders and The Devil's Workshop. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> you were just, you were so melancholy. And The Devil's Workshop. Was that all that you had on there? Yep. Um. So Steve actually added something for this Thursday. Um, that is if this episode goes up, but they're going to be showing Richard Stanley's hardware at 7.30 on Thursday, mm. uh, and they had to, they got it in a 35 millimeter print, and they had to acquire it from out of the country what? to get it. What um, is Richard Henry's hardware? Richard Stanley's hardware is, uh, was billed by Miramax and Artisan when it was released as Terminator for the 90s, but before Terminator 2 actually came out. So, <laughs> it's a weird robot movie. With Iggy Pop in it as a radio announcer, it's it's insane. It's bloody. It's violent. Like it's got boobs in it. It's what? all over the fucking place. <laughs> Is it? Um, Good. and it's. I mean, like, <laughs> I would say watch it. Um, if you if you have uh, if you know about Richard Stanley, He's not answering your question. Yeah, I thought Richard Stanley's name was Richard, like Henry or whatever. I said so. I I, I answered what it was. No, I know. <laughs> um, no, but uh, it's it's interesting, especially if you know about Richard Stanley's work on the Island of Doctor Moreau movie before oh, Frankenheimer he's, got. He's that guy. Yes, he is. Oh, okay, cool. This is like one of the films that got him the job at New Line for that movie before he got booted out. Yeah. So um, I might be there. I don't know. There's also a screening of Friday the Thirteenth uh, on Friday at the Ooh. Littleton Alamo. So Fine. I know I saw He's... that and I was like, "Oh, but I want to go to Ryan's new house and watch Curse of, or right. Cult of Chucky." <laughs> Is this Friday the Thirteenth? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yep. In an October month. That's You're cool. Right, bud? <laughs> I don't know any better. Like whatever. He's like I'm cool. 
Yeah, so it's at the Alamo. Cool. Fun place to see movies. It is. We also get movies that come in every once in a while on Blu-ray or Ultra HD in a segment I call, What the Fuck's Coming Out on Blu-ray? DVD releases and Blu-rays. We did upgrade. This year, this week, we became urban. Um... Baby Driver is coming out in 4K. Yeah. Uh, on a there's a Steelbook edition that has not a great cover, but you can still get it in Steelbook, which is cool. Not me. I got the regular one. Good. And <laughs> I might be doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That movie is great. Mm-hmm. The Lure is getting a Criterion edition uh, this week, which is that movie where a mermaid hangs out and takes a bath. So. Uh yeah. Check it out. No, it's much of a uh, much of a. Musical mermaids trying to do like a live show, and then they're That's also right. strippers. Yes, you told. I re- yeah. I remember your review of that film. Um, yeah. And then they get jealous of boyfriends and things, and they oh, eat man. people. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. just want them to hang out in bathtubs. The house is coming out this week from Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler. That trailer looked great. I actually really wanted to see that, but it was like in the middle of the summer, and there were good movies to see, so I missed it. Uh, so I'm actually kind of excited. I think it's on my list of things to try and check out before the end of the year. I think it's year. at the Dollar <laughs> Tiffany Theater right now, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's not a terrible idea. Here. I you want, a, you want another one? Huh? I have another one. He's, He's like, like, wait a minute. Sugar? <gasps> They're like cigarettes, but I can eat them. Uh, the Beguiled is out on Blu-ray this week, which is the film Did with... Did you see that one? No, that was Henry that saw that it. That was right? Henry. He yeah. said it wasn't that great. It's got... Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman and Kristen Dunst and Elle Fanning. But no Clint Eastwood. Uh, yep. That's a movie. Uh, the third and final season of The Leftovers is out on Blu-ray this week, which is a show that I fell behind on but really liked. So I should check that out. Her Justin Terrio's in it. <laughs> Justin Terrio is uh, in it. Just, and, his brother, <laughs> and his brother, Justin Thoreau. Uh, Othello on, on uh, Criterion, but... Honestly, I feel like I've seen Othello on Criterion like every week this whole year. So maybe it's real, maybe it's is not. Is that Orson Welles' Othello? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it's the blackface Othello. I feel like that's been out before too. Yeah. But. Um, this might, I know like the DVD of the Criterion oh. edition has been out. This might actually be the official release of the Blu-ray. Yeah, the upgrade, yeah. Uh, Shout Factory was releasing the Poughkeepsie tapes. <gasps> oh my God. What's the deal with this movie? Did it like never get released or something? There's a story No, here. it didn't. Well, it played a festival or two. I think is it bad? I well, it was it was held by MGM. They financially collapsed in two thousand seven, and that's one of the reasons why Cabin in the Woods is a Lionsgate movie now. Um, but that was just one of them that fell through the cracks. I it didn't it wasn't like anything extremely spectacular from what I've read. But I want to see it because that poster was at my theater for years. It's pretty infamous. Yeah, and yeah. like, and I, I never, I was waiting for this movie to come out when I worked at the movie theater, and it never came out. And I was like, okay, "Fuck!" So now I might, I might end up buying that to watch it. Who does it star? Does it have? It's not. It's it's like a found footage movie. Oh, but it's that's the film I'm thinking of that had um, what's his guy? What's his name from from an officer and a gentleman in it? Richard Gere? Yeah, there's like a Richard Gere horror movie that sounds like this. Anyway, I don't whatever. know. Is it called uh, Gerbils? No. Anyway, moving Allegedly. On. Going places Allegedly. where no one else has gone before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Divergent series is out on Blu-ray this week. You can get For a you? collection of all three of the Divergent films, which, but the title is misleading because Divergent series makes it sound like it's complete, and it's actually just a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, like Woody's Roundup. Yeah. 
Uh, a Fish Called Wanda is out from Arrow this week with a pretty cool looking cover. That's a movie I've never seen and I feel bad about it. You'd like it. I should like that movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Maybe I will just order this Blu-ray and, and enjoy myself. That um, there, Kevin Klein is really funny. Yeah, I like everyone. In the, like I, This has been on my list of shame for 20 years. So maybe I will cross it off. Um, cool. No, I'm going to add that for last. Okay. Uh, Blood Feast is out from Arrow this week. <laughs> Uh, there's no good tagline here, but, uh, there's a very angry looking, I don't know, guy with teeth on the front. And then there's another guy with a knife and another, and a, and a, and like a woman. This is not a great cover. There's some Egyptian letters for no ransom for some random reason. Cause it's cursed. What the blood feast is cursed. Yeah. It's Egyptian <laughs> curse of the blood feast. Mm, that would be about you haven't seen enough cheesy horror movies to yeah, yeah Egyptian Curse of the Blood Feast would be a much better title that than just cool Blood title. Feast <laughs> yeah. copyright real nerds podcast there we yeah. go uh, <laughs> Miss, <laughs> Mrs. Dorothy Fremont wants to throw a very special dinner party for her daughter Suzette she calls over the local caterer Faud Ramses <laughs> uh, who promises to prepare her an Egyptian feast uh, blah, blah, blah. One, the one that hasn't been prepared in 5,000 years. Uh-huh. Her boyfriend, Detective Pete Thornton, is investigating mm. a series of grisly murders. Someone has been attacking young women and harvesting various organs and, their, uh, and, and body parts. Uh, what no one realizes is that Foud Ramses is the killer. Who would have thought? The guy with the last name Ramses? Maybe taking Egyptian body parts? Who knows? Uh, and needs body parts to resurrect... A long dead goddess. Hmm. Blood well, feast. The name Pete Thornton sounds like an adventurous <laughs> porn name. <laughs> this film is 67 minutes long, and it was made in 1963. <laughs> it's basically an episode of like Black uh, Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then finally, from the Warner Archives this week uh. is the Green Slime Invaders from Beyond the Stars. Which I'm very concerned. Let me look. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. This movie's not as cool. This movie's title is just The Green Slime. The tagline is Invaders from Beyond the Stars. Not as good. If the whole full title of the film was The Green Slime, Invaders from Beyond the Stars, that would have been better. I'm so glad you... Well, I did some research on this, and it's directed <laughs> okay. by a Japanese director and Ooh. shot in Italy and released in America. <laughs> so it's like... Uh, Bad? I jam ammo. I don't know. I It's like it's like a Japanese take on spaghetti. Yeah. That um, that, that trailer was awesome. I'm so glad you yeah. sh- said we should watch it. Green slime. Because the cover makes me want to buy it. Yeah, the the cover trailer does so not good. make me want to buy it. Yeah. The cover looks like an like maybe the best 1950s film, like 1950s sci-fi film. As soon as I saw it was in color, I was like, oh no, because um, the movie's from 1968. But the cover is like when whoever the artist is who designed the Fantastic Voyage cover uh, <coughs> or the Forbidden Planet, really the Forbidden Planet yeah, cover, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that artist, if that artist like had a year to work and like, you know, could make like what he was dreaming of is what this cover is. Like, it's so good. That sexy lady uh, fighting like Octopus Man. Yeah. And the octopus has like little little crab clampers. And there's a cool <laughs> spaceship in the background. And there's flying spacemen with with machine guns and a rocket ship in the back. Oh, this cover's so good. This movie looks like shit. I wonder how kids in 1968 were, like, torn between, like, do we see the Talking Monkey movie or do we see the one where the hot lady fights the squid? 
Well, also keep in mind, <clears throat> Night of the Living Dead came out the same year, so... That's true. Or do we see flesh-eating zombies? <clears throat> so the, the cinema bar was raised with a green slime at Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> wow. Anyway, that is Blu-rays this week. Spin me some of that real news. It's real news. The con- the confusion continues this week uh, as uh, Kelly Marcel was hired to sort of rewrite uh, the script for a little film, little little artsy romantic comedy by the name of Venom. Uh, <laughs> Kelly Marcel. Yeah, I heard Tom Hardy's gonna be in that. Yeah, uh, is he? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tom Hardy's gonna I be in that. Uh, surprisingly, though, I don't think Michelle Williams is though. Now that Jenny Slate, uh, you know, they say she's playing a scientist. Uh, yeah, but she's gonna be in the movie. Maybe. It's an it's another like, you know, a scientist in a Marvel movie. That's weird. Mm-hmm. A yeah, an, another like indie darling in a, in a bizarre whatever. Uh, anybody who doesn't know Kelly Marcel is now famous for having written the Fifty Shades of Grey script. So, let's all look it up. It's going to be great. Okay. Venom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway. Let me know when that actually shoots. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, the biggest real news of this week is that uh, Harvey Weinstein got fired from his own company that bears his name. Um, because he was touching people. Don't touch people. Yeah. And then don't pay them to not tell people you touched them. Mm-hmm. That and like just if you read what Ashley Judd said, just like the biggest bully ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we I mean, all, I've, I've heard rumblings that. that he's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Like it, this isn't a secret. I don't but th- this is awful. It's, it's awful. It's the if it was just accusations, he probably would still be at Weinstein. But the fact that yeah. it was revealed that he was settling over three decades. Well, that and he also admitted he's like, oh, I'm an old school guy. Ah, uh, that madman. Uh, it's a uh, locker speak. Uh, yeah, just, I was Don Draper, guys. <laughs> you don't understand. We drink um, a lot. Yeah. It, yeah, you don't get th- to do that. This is, don't be this, an is a, this is a fucking, like, oh, shame nice. like, that for <laughs> a company that I really respected it. when I was younger. Yeah. Like just like they were putting out the movies that I like to go see, I'm like, and I I I read just this afternoon. Kevin Smith weighed in on it, and he was just like, I feel fucking ashamed that I was profiting while other people were in pain, yeah. and I'm like, and I'm glad he's atoning yeah, for it. It's, it's not his. It's not Kevin's fault. No, it's, it's not. But like, like, it's it's it sucks when someone you've worked for for years is turns out to be the devil. Like, yeah, you know, uh, like it's just it sucks. He needs to get his comeuppance. He needs to get knocked back down a peg. Um, and and I mean, hopefully he learns from it and never gets to do this again. And other people, because this guy gets you know run through the mud, hopefully this happens less. And that company because did it's not the second week in a row that we've had to talk about this. So. Yeah, and this company did not need this because they barely make money as it is. Yeah, well, that I mean the story too is they have this profanity laced like conference call where he's like trying to defend himself. And the next day they're like, dude, you're fucking gone. Yeah. Yeah. Even Bob was like, "Yeah, no, Bob Weinstein say you're done, bro." No, he was more like this, like Bob or Harvey, you're done. <laughs> uh, but in other news, uh, you can now you can now uh, enter your submissions for the new names for that company, Eastman Company. Within Bam. six months, they will totally rebrand Eastman Company because I don't pre- think you can keep calling it the Weinstein Company. Eastman Company presents a new film by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Clerks yeah, 3 I, just, I can make Clerks 3 happen The Bob and not Harvey Weinstein company <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bob and yeah. not Harvey. The Weinstein We fired him already <laughs> Company 
Ooh, or just the We Fired or, Weinstein Company. Or maybe they just start making films under Bob's banner, which is Dimension Films. Oh, that'd be cool. Which means uh, some more di- horror movies, guys. The Dimension Films logo is way cooler anyway. Mm-hmm. You guys have to do, like, grope films. <laughs> oh! 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 Yes. Yeah. Hellbound. Oh. Hellraiser Hellbound. There we go. <laughs> which is also put up by Dimension, yep. I think. Anyway. No, wait. No, that's... I mean, before. That was before, Yeah. Fast and Furious, whatever the next one is, has been delayed until 2020, and oh, for no. good fucking reasons. Shut up, Tyrese. Uh, so they're making a they're making a spinoff that stars only The Rock and Jason Statham, which means it's the movie you want to see. And did you hear they're trying to get Shane Black might be directing it? I'm down for that. I don't know why any of this makes any goddamn sense, but it's great. Uh, I think this is wonderful. I don't need to see any more movies with any. <laughs> yeah, the the crazy thing is that I think Shane Black would basically have to make it more realistic, which might not be what I want from a Fast and Furious movie. Um, well, I think you do because the last couple Fast and Furious were so outlandish; they were stupid. That's true. Uh, well, but the stupid's why I'm there. Uh, when they drive around a circle to keep Dom from being killed. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was Sorry, hilarious. That, that shit was hilarious. Um, I tried to do a podcast here. You keep on talking to him, Kellen, because it makes him really uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't want your booger. Oh, look how cute he's being. He's trying to offer you a napkin. <laughs> that he rubbed he can, his nose in. Yeah, but he can hear you've got the... He knows you've, you're cold. You've got a cold. I can take care of you myself. He knows you've got the sniffles. Thanks. Here, why don't you blow your nose? That can I help you? Kellen, you're being a very nice boy. Thank you. You are. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway... Um, the Rock. I, I just did. You read Tyrese's post though. I didn't. Instagram I just. Post? I just knew that he's being a dumb dumb about. I kept, probably because he can't pay for his new boat. Because what the fuck else is Tyrese doing? I can't. I I love reading them in Tyrese's voice, where it's just like, "Oh my god, don't do that." <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Like him. Like the. It's really just that. The, hey, they they can't make the movie without the Rock, and the Rock is in enough things that whatever his schedule is, he decided like, "Hey, I've got this one slot in 2018 where I can film something." I really just want to hang out with Jason. I don't. I don't really want to hang out with Vin Diesel again. Mm-hmm. Can we push which, this shit? Push this shit out a little. Speaking of which, didn't Vin Diesel weigh in on this at all this week? I thought he did. Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. He did. He said, "Blood Vin Diesel, blood, <laughs> family, Groot, Rock Tree, Rock, make me feel bad." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Me no come out of my trailer. <laughs> I'm starved movie. I think that's how he said Reading this Tyrese tweet is just the whiniest shit. I know, but I like saying it in Tyrese's voice. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm just a passionate film critic. No, man, you want a new boat. It's okay. <laughs> like, I get it. Whatever. I mean, you know, if I was in universe, I'd be like, okay, we don't need Tyrese in the next one. Right. What do you mean? He's so intricate. No, see ya. No, we can make somebody else do nothing but have bad jokes. We can just have Ludacris play <laughs> uh, play Ludacris's characters. All we need brother. is one of them to go. Ah, oh, hell no. Yeah, do, Ryan, you should be in the next Fast and Furious. Yes. Movie. <laughs> can anybody else in that cast go? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That's what know, Tyrese but does. Tyre- <laughs> but when Tyrese, but when Tyrese says "hell, hell no," hey, it's a special. Thing. I like Tyrese. I do. He's just, he's just, just shut up. You know what? You know what, Tyrese? You know what you get for waiting? Mm-hmm. You get to watch Jason Statham and The Rock in a cool spinoff movie, which is what we all want. It's gonna oh, be okay. Oh, okay, Shane Black. Whatever um, you say. Anyway. Uh, Netflix is raising their prices like a buck. Huh? Unless you've got the HD version where it goes up to thirteen ninety nine, or the the super HD version, which okay, 
So when they raised prices last time, it was to be able to afford like greater, greater, better content. And now they're losing Disney, and their excuse is uh, they want more, have less content, but they, we should charge you more. Yeah, <laughs> they want more money. <laughs> For uh, the, the they, I was reading they they've committed like six billion dollars to projects. Oh yeah, yeah. Did they um, make that much money? I guess they must. Here's the thing: they're making most of the shows I actually care about right now, so I guess I care. Like, but I mean, it's eventually going to happen. It's just yeah. what it is. Right. I mean, what's so was it like ten ninety nine a month now? Yeah, it's ten ninety nine. Um, speaking of which, Hulu is temporarily dropping their price to five ninety nine a month. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I should so keep Hulu for a little that bit. That now makes Hulu cheaper than CBS All Access. Um, <laughs> speaking of CBS All Access, uh, they are moving around the release dates for some of the episodes. So this is what I didn't realize. Now that I look at this, so because I didn't research any of this, I just watched that first episode of Discovery, two episodes of Discovery, um, and they, I guess they were planning on like. So, having some of the episodes and then pushing some of them and releasing some of them in like January. So they're going to release nine episodes in 2017 now. And then it looks like there's another six, uh, that start off in January. Anyway, that makes um, sense. Cause there's only like eight weeks left in the year. Yeah. But it also means that because they're spreading things out over the holidays, it means that they get you for at least one more, like an extra month. One right. So cycle. instead of just three straight mm. months, if they'd launched it in May, they would have shown you one a week and it would have been done in three months. Now or four months. Now they're going to get you for five months because they're spreading you out uh, August or September, October, November, December, January, February. It's diabolical. Yep. Get fucked. I wonder if that shows maybe actually good. Um, and then last thing is we got a new Justice League trailer and we got a trailer for Pacific Rim Uprising. Mm-hmm. Were either of them good? I haven't seen the Pacific Rim one. It's, Justi- okay. it's, right. it's okay. Yeah. Justice League. I um, mean, I'm always down to see robots fight monsters, and yeah. that's the selling point to me. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I like uh, Boyega. Boyega, yeah, yeah. So. He's playing. Good. He's playing uh, Idris Elba's son. Yeah, which is weird because then everybody else hasn't aged a day. Like Charlie Day is still the same. It doesn't same matter because robots fight kaiju. Oh my god! There's <laughs> robots right over there. <laughs> I will say that this Justice League trailer is my favorite DC trailer, maybe ever. Really? I think this movie... Because I watched it, I was like, oh, cool, new stuff. And then after like 10 seconds, it's, oh, admit, uh, like extended versions of the <laughs> previous trailer. Yeah, I just think this actually has like characters in it. Kellen! Know, no. Which is kind of cool. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. No. Uh, I thought it was pretty Bad decent. Dog. Until the end where it just becomes like a weird mess of garbage happening. Um, then it just looks like a Zack Snyder movie. But there's like some sections in the middle where like people look at the camera and say something. And I go, oh, that was good. I liked you. I... I'm. I mean, I'm gonna see the movie, obviously, but yeah, you know, it was it was what it is. No, it, 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 it looks, looks like cool. I, I love the. Oh, actually, I really like the opening because I'm one of. I actually really like Man of Steel, mm-hmm. and I yeah. like Man of Steel's good. I, I like the idea of. I like Superman happy, and the yes. the thing that is I don't like is these movies haven't really made him that way. And that in that moment, I'm like, oh, a little bit of Christopher Reeve there. Yeah, it's actually the first time I've believed he loved her. <laughs> like seriously. And then, um, um, yeah, oh, and a little Justice League tag on. Danny Elfman says he's now bringing his Batman theme into the movie. Oh, so, cool! Yeah, Waltz of Death. Uh, no, <laughs> then he picked the wrong one. The Batman March, man. Waltz of Death is real good. Oh, oh yeah, that's the other piece of news. Yeah, what? Batman the Animated Series is coming to Blu-ray next year, guys. Which. It better not just be like, hey, we took the DVD versions and threw no, them on the No, I read it's remastered. No, it can't be. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. They just have to clean it up I a little pay. bit. I kind of like like the pops in it. 
because it gives it the pulpiness I like. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, the Saturday but, morning cartoon feeling. Yeah, but, but also it's so well animated and drawn. I'd love yeah. to see it clean because the Mask Ooh. of the Phantasm looks great. There should be a filter. There should be like a version, and then if you turn on like a filter, you get like a film grain effect. No, like just a light Super fil- Nintendo like classic. a light film grain. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, the pops are fine. It's sometimes like like the mid series episodes where like some of the cells start to like get fuzzy and bleed into each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's the part that sucks. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure I, I'm actually surprised it's not coming out this year for the 25th anniversary. Um, but if they're going to take time to remaster them all, yeah, I was going to say, hopefully they're doing a good job. And add new special features to it. Then I, I mean, I'll pay 300 bucks for it. If, yeah. it, if it's nice, I'll pay money for it because it's I, I one of my to, favorite shows. I forgot to say when I was watching uh, masters of the, or he man and the masters of the universe in the credits, um, Bruce Tim is like one of the layout artists. Really? Or, yeah. So, um, yeah. You guys want some some last minute bad news from something that just got posted? What? Sylvester Stallone is directing Creed two. So, I don't want that. Um, <laughs> it makes sense though. Isn't he also writing it? <laughs> yeah, but if he, maybe if he dies in the movie, I kind of I'm done. Creed is so good, like. Creed is just so good. The only way I want a continuation is if, like, if he calls it Creed. Those, those are origi- like the guys who wrote <laughs> and directed. That, that's Creed. actually your joke. I just <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is pretty good. I reappropriated it. Yeah, I, had, I don't want to die in this one either. Like he's had two other movies where that could have been a thing that happened. No, I would want him to already be dead. Well, I guess there's already. Oh, yeah. so he's just like a force ghost the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Creed yeah. looks over. You yeah. will punch. You will fight. <laughs> From a certain point of view. <laughs> I heard Dolph Lundgren's um, coming back. Who's this do that? So. That is you. Yeah, no. Like Drago's coming back, so because Creed the is son of Drago. Creed's just so good. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> of course, maybe that's unfair because <laughs> Rocky Balboa uppercuticus. Rocky Balboa is really good. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. I'll cool. come. I'll come around on it. That's the news. We also watch movies throughout the week in a segment called "What You Watching, Bitch." <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah this is the stuff we've been watching this show racist <laughs> <laughs> holy shit and that's the last episode <laughs> welcome to urban nerds podcast <laughs> wait what is just how i talk why does it have to be it's a the race thing nerds for real podcast <laughs> <laughs> wow <At number> four, <laughs> i <real>. would <laughs> watch movies for you ryan what you watch this week Whoa, sorry with me? I yeah, don't think ever... you never get to go first. I know, thanks. Um, that, I actually watched quite a bit. You I... know what's nice about going first? I'll let me tell you a little secret. Sure, go ahead. Then when Zach and Brad go, you can just tune out. Oh, I never thought of he it that He does that way. when we go first anyway. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? I have to you know, get everything ready, and so I'm always watching yeah. um, other things whilst I'm doing this. Um, so I watched a few things. I watched uh, when I went to Best Buy this week to get... Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, the the movie. Yeah, the movie. Uh, my little guy was with me, and he found on the bottom shelf they had a new Mickey Mouse Halloween called uh, Mickey's Super Scary Halloween Special. Sure. Uh, but it's in the new Mickey Mouse style. And it's actually pretty great. The story is is Mickey and his nephews and Huey, Dewey, and Louie, um, Goofy, and Donald come back from trick-or-treating, and they tell Mickey to tell a scary story. And his first three passes at it they're not very scary they're all kind of like goofy ones in one he becomes frankenstein's monster and does a song and dance number hmm. um and then like you know they keep on egging him on he ends up telling a scary story but the animation's really good 
Uh, the jokes are really funny. Uh, if you haven't seen the new Mickey Mouse shorts, you should really check them out. You can get an app called Mickey Mouse, and it's just his. Uh, all the new cartoons are on it. It's oh, totally cool. free. And some of the old ones, oh, too. Oh, no Yeah, way. some of the old ones, yeah. And, uh, I mean, they have, it's the humor's a little more uh, goofy, and so it fits a little more with what kids like nowadays. But they're still really fun. The animation's really uh, nicely done. It's 2D. Uh, and Mickey's a little more of a rascal in it, so it's pretty fun. Uh, so, yeah, I should, I, I, if you want to watch a... And it comes with a Christmas special, too, with Donald. Um, yeah. But if you want to watch a cute little Mickey short, well, I guess it's 25 minutes. So I guess, was that, cartoon length? I don't know what you'd call them. Uh, but it's really funny. The, I, I laughed. I enjoyed it. App Mi is, the app is just called Mickey Mouse? Yeah, Mickey Mouse. Cool. Like, Mickey Mouse Video, I think, is the official name. But yeah, oh, okay. just if you download it, it's loaded with just Mickey Mouse cartoons. Yeah, cool. Totally free. Mickey's new look scared me at first did it? <laughs> but and goofy's really scared me <laughs> it is but as i watched it i was like it's kind of a weird mix between what we do now and what they did in the yeah. earliest incarnation yeah, i mean they updated it a lot donald it, looks pretty cool oh donald's too. great yeah. uh but yeah i mean what they did too on the cartoons is they did a lot of uh world flavor to him so there's one where he's yodeling there's one where he's in paris and they only speak french um it's really fun mm-hmm so check out the Mickey stuff. But yeah, that, it's like super scary. How I forget what it's called, but I laughed at it. Um, I watched an 80s horror film that I remember watching when I was a kid. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, Arrow released a cool set. It's House. Um, oh, the, the TV you got show? The, you got the one and two double feature, yeah, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, so House is directed by Steve Miner and produced by Sean Cunningham, the guys behind Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Miner was a producer on the first one, directed the second and third. Um, and it's like this weird... I don't know how to describe it. It's a mixture of horror and comedy and like the effects are practical and the, the little monsters in it kind of look like the garbage pill kids. I don't know if that makes any sense. That kind of eighties um, prosthetic, really heavily makeup thing. I don't know how to describe it. Chubby cheek. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, this guy is in his old aunt's house and his son drowned there like a couple months before and it turns out the house is haunted. Yes. And he's also a writer and he's writing a Vietnam War story. So it flashes between him writing the story where he's the main character and then back to the haunted house. And so it's a really weird um, movie. It's I mean, it's not really funny, but it's kind of cool because it like the effects are kind of I love practical effects from the 80s. Um, George Wendt is in it as his neighbor. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it's just it's just weird. Uh, Would you recommend it to me? Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, if you like '80s horror, I think you'd like it. Okay, um, uh, and I do like Steve Miner. So yeah, because it's not. It's, I mean, it's not a great movie, but it's it's entertaining enough where you're like, oh, here's this weird monster thing that's his ex-wife supposed to be, and shows up and he shoots it, <laughs> and then uh, Creighton Duke from Jason Goes to Hell is one of the cops. I'm like, oh, Steve Williams. All right. Did you only watch the first one? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I've seen him before, but I don't remember him at all. Because <laughs> when I was young, I would go to blockbuster or neighborhood video stores just rent any ones that had cool covers and house had always had a really cool cover it's a severed hand with the door yeah. opening the door um a movie that i was really surprised with and i actually thought was really good is uh, gerald's game is on netflix right now mm -hmm. it's one of uh my favorite stephen king books because again it's under i think 400 pages <laughs> where he kind of just gets to the point uh, if you don't know what gerald's game is it's a story about a husband and a wife who go up to their secluded main cabin and he handcuffs her to the bed and while they're there arguing, he has a heart attack and dies. And so she's chained to the bed and can't get off. I saw it this week too. So I'm yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah. So go ahead. It's uh, it's really good. Um, 
Mike Flanagan directed it. He did Oculus and the Ouija good one. Mm-hmm. Um, he also and did Hush. Hush. Hush is a great movie. It's oh, also yeah. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce Greenwood is amazing oh, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays the husband, and uh, he kind of, after he dies, um, his, his his wife has visions of him, and he's just mean to her. Yeah, like and, the belittlement yeah, and whatnot. It, it's pretty great for how minimalist the movie is. Mm-hmm. And again, I think Stephen King is at his best when he just lets his characters interact with each other mm-hmm. and not these huge sweeping stories. I think when he's focused, his stories are really well made. I think that and, w- and especially with we, what we've seen with it this year is that when you get somebody who's able to take his material and adapt it in a <laughs> unique way. It works. Carla Gugino is amazing in this film. Oh, yeah. She is astounding in this film. Like, I was blown away. You know who's great, too, is who's the dude who's in Gremlins? Oh, fuck. Um, What's the kid's name? The main character in Gremlins? uh, Mogwai. No. (laughs) The actor. Gizmo. (laughs) Is it Zach Galligan? Zach Galligan, yeah. Yeah, it's not not Zach Galligan, though, is it? I don't know. I mean, that's his name, but I forget who's in Gerald's game. It might be Zach Galligan. That sounds right, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, Brad will look it up on IMDb while I'm thinking about it. But he's great as her father. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil what he does, but it's he's a perfect kind of creepy and um, abuser. But it's not Zach Galligan. Who's in Gerald's Game? I have to, oh. I have to reconnect my account. Um, I, I liked it a lot. Like it visually is amazing, considering it's. Mostly taking place inside this room. Oh, yeah. it's. Uh, I mean, it's terrifying. To I mean, it, it scares you enough where um, you're like, oh, my husband just died. Um, and I haven't faced And I'm demons. stuck here alone. <laughs> Henry Thomas. I'm sorry. He's from E.T. Mm-hmm. The little boy from E.T. is amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good. And it's on Netflix. So like, Yeah, so definitely check it out. I was actually surprised. It's probably one of the best produced Netflix movies. Um, I couldn't tell that it was like, I mean, well, Beast of No Nations is good, um, but yeah. it's, but it is also, it's Carrie Fukunaga's very gritty style. So, but Gerald's game really good. I, I recommend you check it out. Too. And it is interesting. The, uh, the, the apparition that she's haunted with, I thought it's played really well. Um, and the revelation of what happens. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that I won't of... spoil it again, but uh, you should watch it. It's it's I think only like an hour and forty minutes. because yeah. I hadn't read the book, so I <laughs> so I was uh, walking in very clean. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I watched uh, the. Go ahead. He's not Zach Gallagher's not in the cast list. No, I I said that. I said it's Henry Henry Thomas oh, okay. from ET. Sorry. Um, I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie. I love that show. You know the movie. I'm sorry, the movie's called Ben Affleck the movie. <laughs> Yeah, it is his first movie. I know when I was watching it, they they uh, redubbed his voice in ADR. <laughs> so he plays this basketball player, and he only has the lines going, take it, man. But so picture Ben Affleck saying, take it, man. And it's this the voice that comes out says, take it, man. It's really weird <laughs> because Ben Affleck is such a big star now. And then to hear a different voice come out of his head. It sounds like Kevin Smith played like a cruel joke on him. It's just not right. <laughs> Sorry, the new Star Wars trailer's up. Uh, <laughs> we need to finish this podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we like just play? Facebook why don't we just play the new trailer? Like, uh, awesome. Yeah. Let's Star just play Wars it right now. Yeah. Here's the new Star Wars trailer. When I found you, I saw 
raw, untamed power. And beyond that, something truly special. We should have prefaced it with, hey, Ryan Johnson told you not to watch this. <laughs> we just, we just, Don't we we just to watch took it, choice just away. Talk about it, though. <laughs> oh, no, we can't. Heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was cool. Yeah, I'm sure it was great. <laughs> Moving on. Great. So, yeah. That the, uh, scene where Chewbacca ate Jar Jar's head, I was, the, I was the amazed. Porgs? <laughs> oh, the porgs? No. <laughs> That's in the trailer, man. He ate the porgs and Jar Jar. Uh, it's a Buffy Vampire Slayer is whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's not very well directed. Uh, please, please say my, my, Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie is whatever. Yeah, Otherwise Buffy the Vampire Slayer the movie is whatever. Yeah, people can take you out of context. It, it, and it's it's interesting though. There's some blimbers of it. We're going. Oh, this might. Oh, oh no. Yeah. There's some. There's some neat. The ideas of that movie are great. Donald yeah. Sutherland's in that movie, and he's awful. He is. Oh, yeah, he's really bad. He does this like weird mustache twirl. Oh, but that sounds fun. <laughs> no, no, it's not what I. Yeah, I, I rewatched Little Shop of Horrors for the first time in a long time, and I forgot how much I love that movie. Uh, Rick Moranis is amazing in it. Uh, he plays the victim and the uh, aggressor very well. Uh, and I, I always laugh because um, me and my friend Brandon used to love Steve Martin's "I'll Be Your Dentist" uh, song, where he's like and shoot dogs with BB gun. I don't know. Uh, we're goofy. Uh, and just lastly, I watched The Shallows in 4K, which looks really, really great. Oh, cool. Uh, I mean, if you want to see how great Plague Lively looks, you're, <laughs> in you're 4K. good. 4K. You're good to go. Uh, actually, yeah. I think The Shallows is a pretty tight little thriller. Yeah, it's uh, it, cool. it moves really fast. Um, yeah. And I watched Krampus. It's an old uh, Christmas Halloween movie. Seen it. Mm-hmm. You have a whole episode on that one. Yeah, it's a good yep. one. Uh, are we doing Cult of Chucky next week for 
I don't see why like the movie. Okay. Yes, you shouldn't. Like, you are. You're going to be there. You're not going to be there. Right. It's the perfect storm for you guys to watch Colts of Chuck. Okay. Day. I mean, I watch it this week, but I'll save it for next week. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh we yeah. We always yeah. could do Happy Death Day. That trailer looks fun. It does, but it's PG thirteen slasher movie. What the fuck is that about? I don't know. <laughs> um, I might go. <laughs> no, I might. I mean, I'll probably see it. It's a it's a Blumhouse, so I mean, yeah, chances should be good. So yeah, that's what I watched this week. Just a bunch of shit. Cool. Yep. Brad. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he won't tune out for me. <laughs> First split second, I had uh, in RoboCop when um, uh, what's his name is like trying to pick where he's going to shoot. Alex Murphy next. He's like, that's what I imagine Ryan was doing. Like, who's going to. Yeah. Uh, so I watched uh, Fern Gully for the first time since like, I don't know, 92. People say it's like the prequel to Avatar. <laughs> I was surprised at how little uh, Robin Williams is in it than I remember. Um, you know, like like the genie in Aladdin, he like dominates the whole movie. But in this, he just has a couple bits and a rap song. Because <laughs> um, it's Robin Williams and he could do anything. And then Tim Curry's the uh, villain, which starts out like the symbiote Venom from Spider-Man Three, basically, <laughs> as a little oil slick, and then becomes like a big smog cloud. Oh yeah, it's like um, a. It's called the Hexus. The Hexus, that's right. Yeah, and yeah, it's best left for the childhood. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it being pretty decently animated. Yeah, I mean. Um, it doesn't look as good as I remember, but it, it's also like no Disney level. Uh, but a lot of it just boils down to like the the one fairy girl falls for a human that they shrink down to size. So there's all these like arbitrary powers of things, and uh, yeah, they have to save the rainforest. So, mm-hmm. yep. That and review then... of Fern Gully was so boring that James left the room. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, like the movie is it even? I can't even remember. Is it even like? decent watching it is there any redeeming qualities of it i i i, I didn't really like f- focus on it about you know 10 minutes in i was drifting off to thinking and doing other things but i just kept it running you know save the rainforest because like yeah once it becomes like the the girl fairy gets enamored with the human guy and like shows him you know her fairy world and everything i was like oh and then hexus comes in and you know he's just like this you know pollution bad guy who he's just, big oil man you know, Fern Gully was great. That show was my shit. That was a show? I, the, the movie? The movie. That show was my yeah. shit. No, <laughs> I said that shit was my shit. Oh. Um, I, started, I started rewatching some old, uh, the original Mr. Show. Uh, that's fun. And I revisited halt, the first season of halt, halt and Catch Fire, which inspired me to rebuild my computer this week. <laughs> I, I still think one of the greatest lines in any show ever is, Oh man, my dick's so hard. Then fucking suck it. That's for Mr. Show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pickles Fun Time Abortion p- Clinic will bring out the kid in you. <laughs> oh. No, it's a skit about these this like eighties rock band that doesn't know they're gay and they're oh, all yeah. in a hot tub <laughs> naked. It's pretty great. The uh their producer is trying to explain to them that they're gay and they just won't listen to him and then he has the video evidence and they still like can't uh, connect the dots. I like Ron- I like Ronnie on that show. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole movie about that character. I know. I've still never seen it. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> that's what that's what Bueno told me. So <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna rewatch that again too. Um, so I'll lend it to you. Uh, and I guess the last thing is I watched the third episode of Star Trek Discovery. Me too. Which kind of like night and day. Yeah. 
Um, After shitting all over that thing last week, I watched the third episode and I was like, "It's exactly like I said." This where is good. The trailer make it seem, seem like this is the episode where the series should start, and everything that we did see should have been things that you learned along the way. Yeah. Throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, so. Because those first two episodes are so terrible. Well, they're so re- yeah. like simplistic. Sometimes these shows have to get their legs. Well, no. that's the thing about Star Trek too. Is like the the best series only are, are really good in like starting like the third season. Yeah. So I would bet money this is a case of the original pitch of the show was something kind of like what we're starting now, where like you start in the middle of this story. And then you get flashes, flashbacks, and I think like CBS clearly was like, well, people are going to be so confused, because um, that first those first two episodes just feel so shoved together. Um, and this one is like, you know, there's there's some mystery there. They you you get introduced to the Star Trek Discovery or the Starfleet Discovery. Um, there's some weird, there's some weird dust or some shit on the ship. And why is everything dusty? Sometimes things float. There's guys with with, with you don't believe that. <laughs> There's guys with like uh, black badges and shit. Like it's cool. Yeah. Oh, it's not amazing, but it's pretty good. It made me laugh. I didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, I will say that the uh, my least favorite character is still the main character, but I realized that most of that is because I'm still bitter about how dumb she is in the first two episodes. Yeah. That like in this one, I just can't help it. Then when she makes her little like stink face, I'm like, F- fuck you and your stink face. <laughs> if oh. they just started it with like, you know, here's this disgraced character and you don't know why, like she'd be totally cool. She'd be totally cool. Yes. Yeah. Or at least she'd be pretty cool. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's it's too bad. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm more interested now after seeing this episode. So I'll be renewing my all access subscription for the rest of the season. Yeah, I accidentally Unless something f- stupid happens next week. I accidentally forgot to to cancel mine. So, uh, so how much will you spend on all access to watch all the episodes? Well, based on the math like we just did, bucks? seven dollars times six months. So, so forty two. F- yeah, that's way that's not, more than a TV yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, I guess thirty would probably be the most on yeah. Blu-ray. I don't if know. I were if I were buying a season of Hannibal, I might pay thirty dollars. You know, yeah. like it's well, if I like something, I'll buy it again yeah so that's not i'd rather not see it and then they take it off cbs access and then never release it on blu-ray and then i'm totally screwed sure so yeah. um yeah i guess i i skipped part of the news which is the reason that they're shuffling around episodes is because they're saying they've seen such amazing success with the first couple episodes you know mm. so well the problem is is uh star trek has such a following that people will pay for it to see it and so, I mean, how viable is CBS All Access when Star Trek isn't on there? Right. You know, because there, there's a, it, it's such a big property that... Because there's not a lot of other shows on that. Yeah. Thing right Young now. Sheldon I mean, Marathon. is The Good Wife going to be something people are going to plunk $7 down for? You can for watch not when Star I can, Trek series, <laughs> yeah, too. You can, well, I mean, you can DVR everything that's everything else that's mm. on there. Like, that's the, the silly is thing Enterprise about it. Is Enterprise on there? Yeah, I think... Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Every other Star Trek show is on there. Well, I mean, I guess if you want access to them and you don't want to take up space on your shelf. Or you could have... Well, I guess I haven't checked recently, but it's been on Amazon Prime for a very long time. Actually, one more criticism of the show, that new scientist guy. Um, oh, the um, the fa- the famous character actor guy. 
Um, is he a famous character actor? I don't know. I've never seen him before. The lanky, the lanky alien dude? No, not Doug Jones. Oh, uh, the space guy whose like partner gets gets you know thinged. Yeah. Who, oh, by the way, there's a great like. There's some really great horror of, like, people, in this because there's a monster that like eats people on the ship, and it like bends this guy's face around. Oh, it's Remember so the prequel to the thing? It's mm-hmm. like that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, that that scientist guy, like, it's another Starfleet character with like a shitty attitude. I'm just like, that is not the universe that Roddenberry created. Like, these are supposed to be, like, the best of humanity. Yeah, no, it, yeah. he's he's a shitheel. It's still not a great Star Trek show. And even, like, like that speech at the end is cool, but then the immediately the thing that follows that is lame. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. It It's still not the best, but, but pretty cool. That's yeah. it for me. Zach? Oh, I watched a few things. Um, I saw the new Jerry Seinfeld special on Netflix. Um, it was funny. I mean, he's. Why are people more people watching my special? <laughs> I um, good job, Brian. Thanks. <laughs> I watched it just so, so I could get that impression specifically. Mm. Um, it's fine. I mean, it's like it's kind of like the movie comedian that he did a couple years back, where it's like it's a documentary, but it's also some of his stand up. So, mm. kind of goes back and forth between the two, but it's fine. It's it's what it is. Um, saw Gerald's game. We already talked about yeah. that. Um, I uh, decided to celebrate James's birthday by watching a Matthew McConaughey movie. So all I right, watched right, it. So right. I watched The Time to Kill. Yeah, and uh, that movie's fun. It's a good one. But I've seen it so many times over the years. Like this is the first time I realized, like, oh, this is just wish fulfillment. Like uh, it, this is this every single beat of that movie is just like, oh, in an ideal world, yes, <laughs> a black man can get a fair trial. Well, not mm. just that, but like every step of the way is like. Incredibly coincidental. I mean, like, they, they do everything from, like, convince you that, like, the world is fair, just, and that Sandra Bullock has talent. Um, so it's... She won a beauty contest as an FBI agent. That's talent. <laughs> hey, that movie's good. She survived space Miscon- and George Clooney's space rapist Miscon- vibes. <laughs> Miss Congeniality 1 is solid. It's it's pretty fun. Um, I like the heat, too, but... Um, and she's she's the better the best part of uh, Blindside, but I don't like Blindside. Um... So yeah, um, I, I mean it's a good movie still. I like it. Uh, Kevin Spacey's great in it. Like he's, I like how that that period of the '90s was like the birth of his skeeziness, and then he's still been able to make it like a career. Like because like you watch House of Cards now, and it's just like oh god. Well, he's such a great and versatile actor. I think that's he can do he can do he, kind. He, he can he can be nice, and I think he can also be like creepy. Yeah, I mean, so he he runs the gamut, man. Mm-hmm. He's he's a talented guy. Uh, continue the Vietnam War. <laughs> Um, the Ken Burns documentary series, guys, that war's not going so good. Um, I, I, I don't know exactly what's going wrong, um, but we just got rid of Johnson and we're bringing in Nixon. So I think things are going to make a turnaround and I think we're going to, we're going to win this war for the good of all humanity. Um, no, so it's really good. Solid. That score, man, I need to find the soundtrack, um, by, cause it's, it's basically the new nine inch nails album at this point. Um, I rewatched or I watched for the first time a documentary called "The Last Man on the Moon," um, which is about Gene Cernan, um, mm-hmm. who was the last of the guys to do an Apollo mission. Yeah, he just died. Yeah. Um. So there was a documentary on Netflix about him. I mean, he, he died a year ago. It was like November or something. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. His the documentary is really good. It follows cool. his career, uh, as a Air Force pilot. Um, going up to being part of that like whole clique within NASA, then kind of like slowly gaining the uh, entrance into this world where cool. he eventually becomes the astronaut. And they um, they show footage of him interacting with some of his 
other buddies, whether in the Air Force or in NASA and whatnot, and it's really good. It's really touching. Made me cry. I yeah. think you, if you haven't watched it, I think I'll you watch should. it. Yeah, that it's, and it's on Netflix. So awesome. It's awesome, and it's only an, it's that. only an hour and a half too. So gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, other than that, the only thing I've been really watching is I, I, re- I got back into The Daily Show, which I took a good two years of not watching it, and it was mostly because John left. Um, John and, who? John Stewart. Oh, okay. Um, but I, uh, I don't I – I, I had nothing against Trevor Noah. I was just like, oh, John's gone. I'll, maybe I don't need to watch it anymore. Maybe I'm done for the time. Trevor's fucking funny. I, I love him. He is, I show. don't think he's very comfortable in the show, though. I think he's still finding him his vibe. I think it took John Stewart like two or three years to find his groove. So yeah, yeah, and I like it. he's good, but it's just he's not quite there yet. I mean, he's he has some good moments, but I think he needs to work a little bit on interviewing people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll probably just come with time. I yeah. think I think his um my his weakest thing for me is that the segments aren't as interactive as with the audience as John's were like John had this great thing where like sometimes it'd be like we're going to start a new segment called and then it'd be something like John Stewart touches kids but people but when you read it it sounds terrible and the audience would laugh and John would be like really you guys wrote that out on the teleprompter um so it was it's good um I there was a new back in black Lewis black segment that was awesome on healthcare where He's like, I've got arthritis in every bone in my body except these two fingers. And he just raises his <laughs> middle fingers. And it's funny because Lewis Black is a cranky old man. Um, so, But, yeah, so that's all I watched this week. Nice. Cool. James? Uh, not much. I watched Star Trek Discovery. Um, and then I I think I'm forgetting something. <laughs> I, re- I rewatched The Thing. Uh, well, I showed Brooks The Thing uh, because she selected it. What did she think? Um so she really enjoyed that film. Nice. Stuck with her for a couple of days. The reason I bring it up is it is so impressive every time I show that movie to someone who has never seen it before, how well, how effective that movie still is. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of spoilers for the thing. That first time that, so, <laughs> so the whole movie starts and it's this slow burn of these guys in a helicopter trying to kill a dog. And of course she's like, why are they trying to kill that dog? And I and so you, want to say, because <laughs> it's the thing. And you giggle because you're like, eh, just watch. Yeah. Um, and so finally, like 20 minutes in, the movie's only like an hour and a half long. Like, it's super short. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, which is actually to its benefit. Um, so like 20 minutes in, when finally the thing shows up and like that, the dog's head splits in half and its skull falls out. And she was just like, what the fuck? Like, just audibly shouted at the TV. And I was like, oh, yeah, this works really well. Um, and then she was super into it. Um, she did fall asleep at one point, but just because it was late. Um, but uh, anyway, and because there is like a there's a pretty slow bit in the middle where yeah. like Barnes, they're chasing Barnes through the snow, you know, mm-hmm. and you've seen a lot of the thing at that point, And you're kind of just like. Can we just have everybody die? So I think it has one of the best endings in film ever. Oh, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's funny because now I watch it looking for like, what's the thing? What is the thing that John Carpenter says? Like, you can tell who's human and who's not. You know, I have no idea what it is. Um, it was something about like a glimmer in people's eye, but you can't tell. It's not like Blade Runner or something. Um, anyway, uh, and I forgot. It's been a few years since I watched it because I, I don't think I'd actually watched it since the prequel came out. Um, I forgot how much of the like spaceship is in that movie. Yeah. Like they go to the spaceship, Barnes builds a new one under the ice. Like there's some silly nonsense shit that happens in that movie. Yep. But it doesn't really matter because 
this this dog's head splits open and it's pretty cool. Yep. Universal um, gave him some good chunk of change to do that movie. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I think too, that's... too bad it got beat at the box office by that little glowy fingered alien. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I think that's I think that's everything. Awesome. So we've come to the part of the show where we will unveil if you should see Blade Runner twenty forty nine or not. Wait a minute. We have a new. Uh, we have a return of a segment though. Oh, that's true. Good job, Zach. Henry Jarvis is back. Yeah, did he send us something today? Uh, yeah, I haven't, we haven't maybe not. Sent yet. Oh, well then, never mind. But if you want to read about it, Art House Household <laughs> is back on Real Nerds Podcast. Sorry, he said he was sending in the, yeah, the voice. I, I he did say he would see it. Oh. Um, if he didn't have time, or if it is, Brad will insert it right now. If not, it'll just be a long fart. <laughs> <laughs> My fart. Uh, anyways, the circle. Go see it. <laughs> I'm checking the the email to see if it came through or something. Sometimes he does that as we're recording. Okay. So I'll go this way then. James, should people see Blade Runner 2049? It's funny because we kind of reviewed this last night. Um, I will just remind everyone my bias of I really like Blade Runner. Um, And so, uh, yeah, I I think this movie is actually really great. Uh, I will get bombastic enough and say that I genuinely think that not only is this movie better than the original, I think it actually makes the original better. Um, This movie adds a lot to sort of the the universe that I think makes not only this film really compelling and cool, uh, but also makes the original a bit more interesting. Like the, the films as a pair now are, are, are greater than the sum of their parts. Um, and uh, yeah, I think people should check it out. It's definitely like a slow burn. It's a two and a half hour long moody sci-fi film that will not make you laugh until like the third act starts. Um, so you should just know that going in. Uh, but I think it's pretty cool with some really interesting characters that I I look forward to discussing. So Zach, uh, so remember a few weeks ago when I said I saw the first Blade Runner and nope. I was kind of met on it. Nope. No. Yeah, no. but sure, we'll believe you. <laughs> we all we all we all zone out for your section, man. Um, I really like this movie a lot. Um, I, I mean, it's kind of it's so weird because we reviewed it last night too. Yeah. Um, I uh, I think that this film, uh. In a way, like, I love how it's able to be a faithful follow-up to Blade Runner and at the same time be accessible to newcomers. Uh, I think Gosling's amazing in this film. Um, I think this is among the best performances I've ever seen him give. Um, and uh, I uh, I think that uh, um, the visual scope of this film is more than enough proof that if Roger Deakins doesn't get an Oscar next year, then the whole world's a fucking joke. The longer Roger Deakins doesn't get an Oscar is just more proof that none of those awards have ever mattered. Exactly. Like, so, so Oscars, if you want to matter again, give Deakins his due. Um, I will. I do want to add one quick thing, which is that I went with a friend of mine who had... He's seen Blade Runner, but did not remember a single thing about it. Mm-hmm. Didn't even remember like whether or not that Sean Young person was in the first one. Uh, and he completely understood and enjoyed this one um or you know yeah uh so you don't have to see the first one so sorry brad um yeah i yeah (laughs) you're right like having already said stuff from last night i'm trying to find a new way to say it um (laughs) just forget that that happened yeah okay go ask uncle james uh yeah I i don't know like i'm 
It's definitely gorgeous. Um, I was impressed with the soundtrack. I, um, it wasn't Vangelis, but it wasn't also it wasn't too much of Hans Zimmer's uh, relentless drums. Like it was a nice moody middle ground. Um, the new story I wasn't as engaged in, um, and I, I said it last night. Like it's it's a good blend of extending the mythology of the Blade Runner universe without just being a repeat of the first film. So, um, yeah, I, I want to see it again. It's, it, it's definitely, I think it is good. I'm just not like in love with it yet. I might be. Um, yeah, but people should see it. It's, it's definitely an amazing achievement. Also for like, they just greenlit it like early last year, right? Yeah. I think so they so, turned yeah. it around really fast really and fast. the special effects are really impressive for that. Uh, yeah, actually, I think this is, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, for a movie that I can't, I don't want to spoil it, but it builds so well and it, it builds this world where you already know the world, but it's told from a different point of view where it's, you already know that, uh, K is a replicant. You already know that. So it's kind of a different vibe to the, to the movie. And yeah, it might be slow, but I there was times when I was like on the edge of my seat from just the performances and what was happening. Um, his revelation of his memory, I think, is amazing uh, when he goes and visits the orphanage. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. I, I think it's. I don't think it feels like two and a half hours. It oh feels no, like no, maybe no. two hours, ten minutes. It's just that's just the length. But your engagement in it is so. Good. Yeah, I have I have no issues with it. Yeah. yeah, here's a trailer for Blade Runner 2049. I thought you might be able to help me with the case. Any idea where I could find him? Your police plan on taking me in. I would much prefer that to the alternative. was built off the back of slaves replicants are the future but i can only make so many i had the luck and he has the key i think i found him that's not possible if this gets out we've bought ourselves a war You're a cop. I had your job once. Things were simpler then. What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. What happened? I covered my tracks. Scrambled the records. We were being hunted. By who? They know you're here. You do not know what pain is yet. You will learn. Bring it to me. This breaks the world. We have to go. I'm coming with you. 
The future of the species is finally unearthed. So this movie is hard to talk about without spoiling it. So we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. so excited to be able to talk about this. Yeah, after the trailer, who cares? Especially after. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that like, it's one of those movies that as a, every scene progresses and reveals more of the story. So it kind of it's everything you hear about. It's a spoiler um, <laughs> right off the bat. I mean, I'm shocked how long it took for Harrison Ford to show up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not, and I, it wasn't that I missed him. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot Harrison Ford's in this movie. <laughs> oh yeah. And and it's funny because the movie like tonally shifts at that point mm-hmm. because he's like, it's dour and it's quiet and it's slow. And then Harrison Ford comes, shows up and you're like, like it's, it, it has at least a little levity to it, which makes it <laughs> suddenly feel like a, like a comedy. Like it's just, as soon as he's having a good time, the complete movie just shifts. And when you I was know? watching, I was like, oh, this is the part where he punched him in the face. <laughs> I recognize that, Booth. Um, I, there, yeah, there's a point in this film where I'm just like, like I, when he hasn't shown up, I'm like, I'm comfortable with just yeah. Dreamy Gosling riding in his future car. Yeah, it's it's so cool because it has this kind of dreamlike quality to it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Where he comes home and his wife is a hologram. Uh, you know, she makes him like these weird clear noodles that if you look at it, has like a steak dinner. Um, and she's great in it. I don't know. I forget her name. Uh, I don't but know, but his... she's, her her performance is great. Yeah. Um, and that scene with the uh, hooker and her, and they meld together, is like, it's it was great visual effects work. Like, I was just like, and it was trippy. It's a trippy sequence because it's, a woman inside of a woman <laughs> that's less dirty than it sounds, guys. <laughs> it's. I think it's actually really fascinating. You have and to part watch of it. I can't describe part it. Part of what's really brilliant about this movie is like, okay, the original is this film about you got humans and you got robots and what is the, what's the line between what is real and what is fake and and in this and, film, Vanilla Ice crosses it. Well, and so in this in this case, they they create Joy, who is. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie, um, and she is even less human than he is, right? Like, there's even this l- moment where she says something about, like, you know, he's got his four letters that make him up, and she only has two, mm-hmm. right? She, and what's, what maybe makes this movie brilliant, and certainly one of the, one of the best films of the year, is th- what the the line of thought that that drives you down is like. Eventually, you have to ask yourself whether or not she actually ever loves him. I think the answer is very clearly no, because she's a programmed machine that when the big holographic naked Joy like sees him, she calls him Joe. Like None of the things she does or says are actually original. Um, she's programmed to love him. Mm-hmm. And so then, then that sort of gives you this very interesting question about like, well, if the difference between him and her is whether or not she actually has any like free will and can have her own original thoughts and stuff like that, then that that parallel when you shift it over to the difference between a human and K that you get to apply that same question and go like, okay, does he actually have his own free will? The, the big question here of the movie is he does all of these things a, because he's told to, and he's programmed to, you know, to follow orders. But then when he breaks the rules, he does that because of memories 
he thinks he has and things he begins to think are real that are actually also still things he's programmed to think. Is free will a reality here? Right. Yeah. Well, that's, um, I think, the brilliant mood of the movie is as you're, because you're, as, I think Ryan Gosling might be in every scene. Except for one with Jared Leto with yeah. the the birth of the lady. Yeah, any, oh, yeah. Any Jared of the Leto's scenes in this were, movie, guys. Yeah, any of this. Yeah, he's in the scene for he's in this movie for about five minutes. Uh, any of the scenes with like his his what's his face? You know, like when mm-hmm. she, when she kills Robin Wright or you know, there's yeah. a few there's a few, but it's not much. Oh, no. her her scene like with the with the glass. It's yeah. real uh, good. But <laughs> I, I think you want to see her die real bad. <laughs> Sorry, the, it's fine. The film is. Uh, you start to believe that maybe Ryan Gosling is a real person and that he, yeah. for some reason, got mixed up in this world and got told that he's fake. Yeah. And when the re- the reveal with the other replicants is like, no, it's everybody believes that they're the one. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. And I was, yeah. when I was watching the movie and I was following along being like, God, I don't, sh- I don't think I should be ahead of the movie like I am. And then when they twisted on you and you've realized that you know you've been going along with him thinking that he's gonna be the one and he's not i was just like oh cool so when you when you say you thought you were ahead of the film you mean you knew the whole time he was the one as soon as he dug up that corpse by by the tree i was like oh he's gonna find out that he's actually not a replicant right and yeah which is the the total red herring that they send you down Which is great. So for everything from then on, I'm just like, oh, just get to the part. Because then when he goes and does the memory thing, like he finds the horse in the furnace. Yeah. It's just like, why are we wasting time with this scene? Like we, like I know he's a human right yes. now. It You're is, just dragging this out. It's weird because it is really frustrating. So I knew like right away, mostly out of my own like when they when as soon as he sees the the tree root and the number, and he gets that flash, I was like. Oh, that it was. It was less that I knew it wasn't his memory. It was more that I thought it had better, goddamn, not be his memory. You know, so I immediately went down the road of like, oh, it. Whoever placed that memory in his head, that's the real person. And stupid me believed like, oh, maybe it's Jared Leto. Like I thought, like Jared Leto was going to end up having being revealed to be the, the, the son. and I believed it so long that even when we met the girl whose job is to make dreams, I still didn't go, oh, maybe it's her. Like, I already had, I I, I feel I had so, so many stupid. of the pieces. I, yeah, I had so many of the pieces, and I was putting together, putting them together wrong. I have a question, wrong. though, is because when she reads his, like, DNA memory thing, right. shouldn't she realize, like, what's going on right then and there and, like, explain it? Cause well, so the question is, does she already know she's Deckard's daughter? She, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like don't she think should. she does, but she's aware of that memory, and that's why she's crying. I think she, crying. I think she does because she tells him a story that's clearly not true, right? Well, she says my parents like built this place for me and left me because I couldn't leave the planet. But if she re- knows that memory is her, then she was she remembers being in the orphanage. But that's also the scene where he starts to finally believe that he is a human. True, and she should know right there that he is not because she made that memory for him. I want to back up a minute. So you think he's, you think he thinks he's human because I think he thinks that he's the product of two replicants being able to procreate. Okay, yes, fair. Sorry, we, that is that is true because that's the premise. At no, of this at film, no point, yes, agree. you're right. But we, in we the skimmed lab, over that. don't like don't they say like he like the thing they're looking for is a product of a human and a replicant. And that's why it's such a big deal. No, no, no. So they very carefully don't say that because there's something important here that I missed that that Rafe pointed out. Because after the movie, I was like, 
you know, oh, I said something about like, oh, in the first movie, you don't know until the end that he's a replicant. And Rafe goes, did you know that from this movie? And I realized that this movie is very carefully constructed so that whether he is a replicant or not, it works. Because if he's a replicant, then Rachel, ha- like, then he and Rachel have sex and she gets pregnant and it's the ch- child of two replicants. And if it's, if he's a human, then he and Rachel have sex and it's the child of a human and a replicant. And in either way, it totally breaks all of the rules of the Blade Runner universe, right? But they don't say, they just say that it's a replicant that had a child. Like, that's the miracle. Because that's what the bones are about and right. why Princess Buttercup's angry. Yeah. So It's pretty cool. I think that's what's great about the Blade Runner universe, though, is there's no clear answers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if even if you believe a certain version of Deckard's a replicant or a human, mm-hmm. there is poles you could poke in every version. Yeah. This one, they still keep that vague. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah no, no I, and, I had a conversation with my friend Joe about it today because mm-hmm. he's only seen the final cut. Yeah. And I said, well, you saw the one that's important. That's the one that, you know, Ridley Scott says you should see. Right. And... But at the same time, if you've seen the other ones, like uh, has everybody here seen the other ones, I yeah. haven't. But go ahead. Um, but if you see the other ones, then there's there's questions, and yeah. then you see the the final cut, and it's cut differently, and it just plays with it enough. Where I mean, even Ridley Scott and Harrison Ford don't agree on if he's a replicant <laughs> or not. I know that's why I was actually always interested going into this movie. Like, why did Harrison Ford sign up for this? If this is clearly got to be a movie where he's a replicant, they paid me fifteen million, which was five more than Kathleen Kennedy did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've said many times that it doesn't matter what Ridley Scott says; the film does not say he's a replicant. The film implies he might be, but mm. the film does not definitively say he's a replicant. Like a coincidence of an origami and a dream does not a replicant make. Um, oh, which by a... the way, Edward James almost was back in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. James yeah. met him. I think they, yeah, I have. I read in an elevator with that guy. Um, I think they filmed that in his house. <laughs> Just like, we, hey, his house is a mental ward. Yeah. Can we come over and hang out at your old folks' home? Um, um, yeah. yeah, that's the other thing I appreciate about crafting the story of this movie is they took the the whole uh, nerd culture question, like, is Decker a replicant from the first yeah. movie? And, like, that was the jumping off point. It's like, okay, let's say he was a replicant. Right. We're going to make how a that movie. story would have been. Yeah. 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 Could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, um, Sean Young is credited in this film, and I don't understand how. I think it's just her likeness. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. It, it might be because she is on screen for a little bit, and she might be part of the Actors Guild, too. Oh, she is. Like, the, you do see the video of her. Yeah. For sure. So, But I, then, I, but the, I, I think to credit her is a, a, a nice thing to do as well. Yeah. So what? who played the new Rachel? I think just a, an act, any actor with, like, a face graft on... Unless it was actually Sean Young and they de-aged her like uh, freaking, um, what's his butt? Yeah. Um, Jeff Bridges and Tron Legacy. And yeah. Like I said, the turnaround time was really quick. So, like, I, it it, it was it felt so CGI to me that I, it felt like a floating head. So that's oh. what I, I See, figured. I didn't feel like it was a floating head at all. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought it was like a, because it didn't look enough. Like, it looked it looked wrong to me. So I thought that it was an actress they hired who kind of looks like Sean Young. Um, no. That maybe they did makeup and a little bit of CG work on. Like, when she walks in, I think she looks like Sean Young. And then, like, yeah, I don't know. But her eyes weren't green. <laughs> yeah. And she fucking gets wrecked. 
Yep. Oh yeah. Hardcore murder. There's a lot of people's stomachs getting coped in this in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. And people getting shot in the head. Yes. And um yeah. Yeah. And uh Jared Leto is Jared Leto. Who doesn't have a resolution in the movie? <laughs> no, he's just kind of there to Which yeah. is like are they thinking sequel cuz somebody's not coming back for the sequel. <laughs> he's really important. Yeah. I guess he does die at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's a replicant then yeah. <laughs> who knows yeah maybe he can come back I don't... there should be a game show in LA in 2049 called who is a replicant um, <laughs> which oh by the way oh James pointed out something that was interesting so like when this movie starts it starts in gray and it does feel weird for Blade Runner yeah but then we have to go further into the city of Los Angeles and that's when it becomes L.A. Noir, cue the saxophone, guys. It's super. It, I really like that transition. Yeah, like that sequence where you're flying in and you like you start to see the lights between the cities, mm-hmm. um, and like you you know everything gets a little bit brighter and a little bit brighter, and then finally like the score kicks in and you get those big Blade Runner buildings. You're like, what the fuck? Yep. Oh, and um, <laughs> there it's was cool. a part in the trailer of like. A bunch of kids lined up in a row, and then like the black guy with the hood on, and I was like, "Oh, maybe there's gonna be some kind of like underground rebellion." And then it's revealed to be a actually a sweatshop, and I was like, "Oh yeah, because it's it's Blade Runner, it's L.A. in the future, and L.A. has gotten even worse than it already is. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is just always sad." Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing, if that one uh, replicant can launch missiles at the sky and just take out anybody from anywhere from like her chair. Why didn't she just do that at the uh, at the Las Vegas location? Because she's True. crazy. Because <laughs> uh, she can't see through the radiation. Boom. All right. Made cool. that up. <laughs> uh, I am Ridley, seeing, pay me. <laughs> I am seeing reports here that Sean Young recorded some secret scenes for the movie, so that might just be Sean Young CG de-aged. Called it. We call that the Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. We don't, I mean, we, I thought we don't it, call yeah. it the Jeff Bridges. <laughs> nope. Yeah, because she doesn't move much. Let's just call it the Tony Stark while we're at it. I can see them. <laughs> well, I'm saying because the Michael Douglas was like the first like de-aging where I'm yeah. like, oh, that's pretty great. Yeah, we could call it the Chris or the uh, the Peter Cushing, but oh wait, no, Sean Young's not dead. Was yeah. Iron she Man, just looks dead. Was Iron Man three before Ant Man? Yes. Because no, yes. Robert Downey Jr. Civil War was that's... the one where they did de Oh, Tony. you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. But he looks great in it. He does. <laughs> He's like. High school. Mm. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Um, less than zero. <laughs> Robert, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but no, this movie like had a profound effect on me while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. It's just because it's so quiet, and it just keeps moving along, and you're in the mystery. Um, it, I just I just really loved everything about this film because, you know, you don't get movies. I know I say it sometimes, but you don't get movies like it anymore mm-hmm. where it's really a thought-provoking movie, and... Um, Denis Vanilla Ice. I mean, he. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. We got Ryan to say it. Uh, I mean, even with Arrival, I mean, he lets that movie breathe. Yeah, you know, he's not in. He's not in a rush to tell the story he wants to tell. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see the trailer for Annihilation? Yeah, I was like, Arrival. <laughs> <laughs> um, like they look so similar. Yeah, it does. It's weird how last year Arrival, because Arrival has this like really uplifting tone, and like Blade Runner was like Denny Denny Vanilla Ice saying. Oh God! I made too hopeful a movie. I need to double down on sadness here. Well, I mean, he has a <laughs> shoot people in the head. Well, he goes from Sicario to Rival to this. So I think it's this movie is hopeful in a weird way, though. I I think the like, oh, I think the last bit of it's really hopeful. The, the, yeah. the, the, the last two moments, like 
Gosling's final moment. I loved Gosling's final moment. It almost made me cry. And Deckard with her, his daughter is great. Oh yeah, I love I love that uh, Kay hung on long enough to yeah. get him there. Yeah, does he die? But we don't know. We don't. Know. He just lays down and is like, you know, he what? could just it's need pretty, to rest. It's pretty nice out here. What if yeah. Kay's father is Rutger Hauer? Dang, I, I just I, I just want Rutger Hauer back. I feel like there's <laughs> got to be a sequel because uh, Jared Leto, like, there's no resolution for him, so there's got to be like a. 2050? There's also not a whole lot of, like, character there either, right? Like, there's no resolution, but at the same time, you know, he's he's kind of just a cipher to, like... He has enough scenes to, like, talk about his motivation for, like, why, like, he's putting all these things in motion. So I feel like... He yeah. felt like the bratty more to... son who inherited Terrell's wealth. No, I, I, <laughs> actually, I didn't so... get that from it at all. I got he's more like a calculating. Yeah, like I want this and I want it this badly that I will go to any length to. And he's get got it. some like ties to religion and stuff. Yeah, like, in, like including replicants in reli- his religious beliefs. So yeah, I, I just I mean I got the vibe that he's just some narcissistic CEO yeah. who. Oh yeah, he thinks yeah. he's a god. Yeah, I mean, which that's... is which is. An interesting motif because you've got that same sort of imagery with Tyrell in the first movie. Yeah. But Tyrell in the first movie can't help it. Like, he's trying to do something beautiful, and he does. he's like, dude, I can't fix you. Like, I, I know how you see me, but I can't do anything. Like, Tyrell in the first movie is actually kind of a, like, a, a nice god uh, who then gets his head crushed because he's not good enough. And then Tyrell in this one is like, you're... Fucking, I I want to rule everything and everyone must love me and I have to s- spread trillions into the universe. We should own the stars. I'm like, fuck this guy. Um, but, yeah, if you made a sequel, he could die. But, you know, if everybody's going to bitch and moan about the, the movie only making $30 million in a weekend, which is, like, more than the first movie ever made. <laughs> like I said, I was surprised um, considering when I was trying to find a showtime to go to, like, all the CD yeah. charts were full. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think its biggest problem is its length because you can only show it so many times in a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also it's also a two and a half hour long moody sci fi like, noir. <laughs> yeah, like quiet sequel to a cult classic. Like you know, like at the end of the day, people all know it's a sequel to a movie that most of them have never seen and don't know anything about. Um, they tied this into the to the alien mythos, right? There was some part yes. in there I was like... In Ridley Scott's brain, the two things are connected. Okay. Ty- Tyrell and um, what's it called are like rivals. Wayland. Yeah, Wayland. Way- Wayland Industries are like rivals. Well, even the um, new company, which the... I forget what it's called. Oh, yeah, I can't remember either. Cause it, <laughs> new you. <laughs> I hate to admit this, but the, the only time that that guy's name shows up on the screen where you can read it, it's like red text on a black background, and I, could, I couldn't read it. And so, it was really small. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, the titles in the movie are like... <laughs> They're very I'm in front small. of this gigantic screen. I'm still squinting. Like, what does well, that yeah, say? Mine is because we were in the second row, which I don't mind being in. But <laughs> there's, so you there's, were right in front of the letters. You could probably read well, it. Well, no, because there's some that were in the far right corner. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, that's like Earth something something. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, all I know is that Danny. Ryan Gosling is kicking Dave Batista's ass through a wall, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Batista's a really good actor too, by the way. Oh, I, I mean, I know really, he's great oh, in Guardians. Shit. Yeah, that but sequence is cool. He's really understated in this one. Well, yeah, it's a nice yeah. little cameo. So he's got tiny little glasses. Mm-hmm. He's got oh, these adorable little pop. children's glasses that he stole. Uh, that just that just make him look so cute. I, I think they make him look sophisticated. And then he mm-hmm. shoves his whole head through a wall. 
It's fucking cool. Yeah. Oh god, that wait really quickly. Remember when they're um when uh uh Jared Leto's assistant and them converge on her, Ford in Vegas. Yeah, and there's a scene like Deckard comes out of a door. But Gosling just runs through a wall. So good, so small, like it's like it's barely there. Like you yeah. blink and you'll miss it, kind of. Yeah. But. Uh, man, that was really good. It's just I remember our whole theater laughed. <laughs> just these little reminders of like not a human, mm. not a human. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, and her, his Leto's sidekick was full of great Schwarzenegger one-liners. So weird, yeah. Yeah, like. Um, we hope you enjoyed our product, which yeah. I thought, like, if Dennis Vanilla Ice ends the movie at this moment, it'd be the ultimate middle finger to Seriously. everybody who paid a ticket. The main character was Joy. <laughs> anyway. I, I've said before, I loved that character. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's so I'm like, cool. I love her. Wait a yeah. minute. I'm not supposed to. <laughs> Wait, you mean, you mean Joy or the bad guy? Oh, not Joy. Oh, okay. Okay. Because uh, I think you're supposed to love Joy. You're just at the end kind of, you have this melancholy moment where... Okay, being someone who's married, I'm like, man, I would just love to come home and have someone just cook for me and, you know... <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I, no, mean, I like, would. I do. No, I mean like that that scene on the rooftop where like you... Early on, I was like, holy shit, he's got a hologram that loves him. This is so sweet. And then like you run into giant naked Joy and you're like, oh... Which is also very nice. They're all, <laughs> They're all like that. Yep. Oh, like my audience cracked up at when she froze on the rooftop. <laughs> oh yes. Game, oh yeah. When the, the when the phone rings, yeah. Because yeah. it is. It's a moment where you realize, like, uh, oh shit, she's like a she's a piece of technology. Uh, there's I just remember some great scenes when Robin Wright tells him, and you know you can't lie, and he's like, yes. I'm like, oh, right. This is this is getting real. Yeah. Oh, and the new version of the of the test. Uh, what's it called? The baseline the, test. The baseline test. The new version of the baseline test. Is I could on my just for that I could say like this is better than the original like that version of the baseline test is so cool. It sounds like gibberish int- to me. Like is it like it is smart? Well, it's <laughs> I can't tell. It's them asking you questions that should uh, basically. So it's it, still them asking you questions to provoke an emotional response, but they're asking them really quickly and then following it with like a a response that you're supposed to give. So if like a human when asked like what does it feel like to love someone else. And then just given a word, a human is going to think about that sentence. Whereas the the idea here is that he's just going, he just re- repeats the phrase. And it's a real thing. I mean, when you do, uh, when I got hired as a, a peace officer, you do a voice stress test. Mm. And they don't test if what you're saying is true. Mm. They test the inflection in your voice. That's cool. So it's, they'll say, so when you, so that test, so uh, it'll say, is there a floor here? Lie to me. You say, yeah, there's a floor here. And then they take that sample and they compare it to your other lying. And so it tests how your voice reacts to it. And so it's the same thing. So they'll say, is the sky blue? Yes. And then the next question will be really fast. Hmm. And so they're trying to catch you. They're trying to get a a legitimate, like a real response. Exactly. And the only way they can, they can compare it is with they, when you know you're lying, there's always a floor. Yeah. Um, and then when you're not lying, it's, it, I mean, but then they ask you if you know, you've never done drugs, but, right. but I mean, that's, it's the same thing. It's pretty interesting. Have you ever done so, drugs? What? Yeah. So in his second test, he's responding slower. Well, he, yes, he's responding slower and he's like, he's having, you know, visible emotional reactions. Yeah. Um, so what's know, the, there's one moment in it. I forget what he says. Emotion is the mind killer. Yes. And he's, <laughs> yes. And he's like, what? 
Yeah. It's Keanu Reeves all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's some question where he like he's slow. Um, and it is. It's something about, you know, what is it like to be loved? Even though at that point, the only person he loves is Joy, who doesn't actually love him. Right? Like, it's all twisted and screwed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a oh, lovely man. movie. It is. Yep. Deacons 2018, guys. Yep, so I'll have to, I'll have to see it again. Um, if he didn't win for Sicario, man, he's not going to win. <laughs> uh, next week on Real Nerds Podcast, we'll be reviewing The Cult of Chucky. Which, uh, hang on, guys. <laughs> it's, uh, I will, I will say that it's actually pretty great. Cool. Um, I screened it because I, I got it and I was like, man, should I watch this to make sure that no one has to see Curse before they show up here? Cause you just think it's like some killer doll running around. Mm-hmm. And yes, you need to see Curse before you see Cult of Chucky. Oh. They try to do a little, uh, catch me up flashback stuff, but there is a little, in fact, you might want to see all the child's plays. I'll take my chances. I can't. Right, just, oh, God. You just gave me an excuse to watch Seed of Chucky again, man. No, the seed is planted. Yeah. Well, uh, do you, you might need to. I know. Uh, there is. I I don't want to spoil it, but there's. You need. This movie is maybe the most surprising movie I've seen this year. Because, because of just, like, how good it is? Because how good it is. Okay. Because it's insane enough. That you're like, wow, they're pulling this off, and it doesn't discredit any other child's play. Wow. Huh. So, just know, if you like movies about killer dolls, this might be one of the better ones. I'm good. My Don Mancini. He's a very talented guy. Yeah. So, next week, we'll be doing Cult of Chucky. Cool. Um, and then, 20 years from now, there'll be an Annabelle versus Chucky. Yeah. I'm oh, that's a great idea. Kellen, can you tell everybody, what does Chucky say? <laughs> okay. It's I'm Chucky. Wanna play? Chucky, wanna play? So yeah. Till next week. Thanks for listening. He's like an evil parrot. Bye. 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 I didn't say everything. Real Nerds Podcast is a Nebulous Visions multimedia production. The Real Nerds would like to thank. The Alamo Draft House in Littleton, and now open in Sloan's Lake. We also would like to thank Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics, especially Andrew. Our music has been brought to you by Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios. And of course, thanks to James's mother, our most loyal listener. Have a nice day. Real Nerds Podcast is a partner of Denver Podcast Network in the shadow of the mountain. We speak.